What is happening, guys? My name is Chris. And I'm Paul. And I'm Paul. And, and I'm Paul. back to... Sorry, we got a bit of a delay. And I'm Paul. And I'm Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to another weekly episode of That Tattoo Show. This week, we've got something quite interesting to talk we've about. Got a, we've got a few things that I think will be interesting to talk about. We normally, in case you're joining us and you're one of our many new subscribers, welcome, hello. Hello. We normally divide this show up into like news, comments, and then a single conversation. But we had a couple of things that we wanted to talk about that are maybe not full conversations, but they're interesting mini conversations. So we're going to have more than one conversation about a subject this week, we think. Uh, but first, we're going to do the news. Chris! Yo, bro! What's in the news, mate? To be fair, there's not that... That's like my new favourite fucking word I'm saying. To, to be, be fair, fair. To be fair. To be fair, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, there isn't a lot of news that I've seen this week. Maybe I've missed it. But what I have seen is that Electrum Supply have come out with a new tattoo machine. It is a fully adjustable, like, stroke-length wireless pen and it looks like it's going to be about $260 from what I've seen. So check out their website for that one. Um, Budget-friendly. Budget-friendly indeed. Also, Tatsol have come out with some new cartridges, and they are stainless steel cartridges with some sort of, like, biodegradable or, like, you know, eco-friendly other bits and bobs added to them. So they look like they could be interesting. Maybe try and get a hold of a set and just, you know, a box or two. I've got to admit, that's one of the... That's one of the products that's come out recently that I'm actually quite excited about Does trying. Does it remind you of the good old days? We, yeah, it reminds me of the good old days. The good old well, days. actually, in all fairness, um, this came up the other week. Somebody was asking us about um, curve mags and straight mags, and we were saying it depends on the, the actual cartridge itself and having the same profile. Well, actually, because many of you will probably never have used a metal tip with needles, um, and, and actually, a metal tip does a lot less trauma to the skin as you're rubbing it on the skin than a piece of vacuum-formed plastic. And one of the things I noticed when I when I did move to disposals, because, you know, back in the day, I used to use metal grips all Ooh. the time. Um, but what you find is, because the metal is actually smoother against the, the skin, it doesn't yeah. introduce or it minimises the introduction of extra redness, you know, other than the redness caused by the needles. Yeah. Because, if you know, the next time you open... Yeah, a needle out. Um, before you start, just r run your finger along. Obviously, you're contaminating it at this point, um, unless you've got your gloves on. But run your finger um, across the across the base of the cartridge, and you, you'll actually be surprised at how sharp that is. And if that's making yeah. contact with the skin, so I actually think these might be quite interesting to try and see if you know they introduce less redness. Yeah, be great for black and grey artists, I think. You know, really good. And for people who do lots and lots of lining. So it would be. be cool. It Looking would be. forward to that. Uh, one final thing as well. I would just like to let everybody know that coming up very soon is going to be my critical talk review. And I know a few people have been asking me about it. I've had some messages and so on. I've probably done about 60 odd hours worth of testing of the machine. And I, I feel like I'm at a point now where, you know, I've been able to kind of like giving a good, honest opinion on it. And so that video is coming soon, as is the Rotary Works pen video coming soon as well. So I just thought I'd let you guys know, in case you're wondering, like, Chris, where the fuck are your reviews, you prick? You know, 
shit happens. Life gets in the way sometimes. What Chris tries to do is instead of bringing you um, just a two-minute unboxing video and a quick read-through of the manual, Chris actually tries to use the stuff to give you proper advice so that you can decide whether you really do want to buy the products or not. Uh, and and so that means they take a bit longer. And moving forward, we are going to be focusing on the stuff that all you guys are really interested in uh, and avoiding the copyright infringing uh, companies to bring you stuff that's actually worth getting hold of. Um, but that's Chris's department, not mine. I do the other stuff. Abusing people in comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's my job to abuse people in the comments. And so talking of the other stuff, uh, occasionally when we've got a light news week, I like to bring you a little bit of music news, uh, just because music is one of my big passions in life. The Foo Fighters, this is from loudwire.com, the Foo Fighters have just announced six more 2023 US headlining shows that will take place in August, September and October. So that's on loudwire.com. If it is American tour... So if you're in the States, you will have a chance to catch the Foo Fighters. I guess we're going to have to wait a bit longer uh, until they hit, head over to England and Europe and everywhere else. But I'm, I had tickets for the tour uh, that didn't happen because, of, unfortunately, because of Taylor Hawkins' death, sadly. Uh, but I would, you know, I really would like to see them. Oh, I've tried mate, I've seen them. They're wicked, four though. times now to see the Foo Fighters. And for one reason or not, it's, it's just got all fucked up. Like, I think it would be really good. Um, I've got another one. I saw him in, in Reading. Did you see him at Reading? And um, I got I got so fucking drunk <laughs> that I had to get taken. I had to get taken away and bundled off in in a taxi uh, halfway through the show because I was that fucked. Well, obviously being you know because I'm from the olden days, I saw I did get to see Nirvana a few times. Um, I actually saw Nirvana as a support band, so I saw Dave Grohl in his other job as the drummer, but I've never seen him as the as the lead singer. Uh, do you remember? A thing called Firefest. The name is familiar. It, right, so it was a very, very controversial oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, festival yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah. put on and it, they made a documentary. Yeah. Well, get this. Festival fraudster Billy McFarland says Firefest is two is finally happening. And this is from loudwire.com if you want to go and take a look. Uh, convicted concert promoter Billy McFarlane, who spent time behind bars for his role in 2017's ill-fated Firefest, now says Fire Festival 2 is happening. Does McFarlane feel free to poke music festival bear again after he was granted early release from federal prison last year? Uh, I personally would go nowhere near <laughs> Firefest 2, having seen the Firefest documentary. Which you know just looked ridiculous. I can't even believe that he's being allowed to put that on. That's, that's good old, just the good crazy old US of A, but it's all about capitalism, isn't it? <laughs> this is an interesting one because we we had a conversation. I think it was last week or the week before. We were we were talking about. I was saying to you, don't get caught up in, you know, the latest bells and whistles on machines, uh, you know, the latest thing and the brand name and everything. And I thought this was interesting, sort of picking up from that in a completely different thing. Uh, James Hetfield has revealed that the guitar that he's used the most on the latest Metallica album is actually a copy of a Gibson. He bought it not knowing that it wasn't a real Gibson guitar. It just looked like a Gibson guitar and it looked cool. And so he's used it and he continues to use it to this day. So it's all over the latest album, which I think is called 72 Seasons, the latest Metallica album. Um, it played great, sounded great and had the look that I wanted, the guitarist explains. Um, it's actually... Um, 
I did find it somewhere. His original Electra Flying Wedge is what it's called. Um, he's, he calls it the OGV, and he just he got it because it looked like Michael Schenker's guitar, but it's not a real Gibson. And you know, he's one of the you know in one of the biggest bands in the world, taking it out on tour with him and playing uh, a cheap copy guitar and getting a great sound out of it. So if he can do it with a cheap copy guitar, you can do it with a cheap tattoo machine. You don't need all the latest bells and whistles and get lost in the um, in the branding, you know. So that's I find that kind of interesting. Um, in a bit of movie news, this is from Screen Crush, and I'm literally putting this in because I know that Jay, who edits the show, hello, Jay, uh, will be extremely uh, excited to find this out. Uh, the original Shrek cast are currently in talks to return for a new film. So it looks like uh, they've talked to the whole cast um, and they've, you know, the talks are underway to under, to reunite the original cast of Shrek for a That'd new cool. film. Um, and he, uh, the producer has said, we anticipate the cast coming back. Talks are starting now. And every indication that we've gotten is there's tremendous enthusiasm on behalf of the actors to resume. So that means that Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, um, all of those are happy to come back and, yeah, happy to make a comeback. And that's my off-topic news did for you. you. Did yes, you mate. know that they are bringing back the Gladiators in the UK? No. Yeah, so I found out recently, like, so, like, obviously, I was asked if, cause I, I can acquire certain tickets to certain events, and I was asked if I could get tickets to Eurovision. So I reached out to some of my contacts, uh, and one of them got back to me and was just like, I can't. Uh, basically, he's like, oh, my cousin's a producer uh, of a TV show. And I'm like, holy shit. And I was just like, and he's like, I can't get them, because rather than working on Eurovision, she's going to be producing the new Gladiator show. And I was just like, I was like, come again wow. so there's gonna be a new series of gladiators in the uk um i think if you go on like the bbc it's on bbc as well not itv so if you go on the bbc if you go on the bbc website or you just google gladiators you can get free tickets to go to I've, got well. a, I've got a little gladiators related story there's one i can tell you on camera and there's one i can tell you off camera um i actually did some of the incidental music for no way. the the original gladiator series because the one of the recording studios that i worked in the guy that owned it actually wrote the gladiator's theme so i did some of the i don't think it was ever broadcast on tv the stuff that i did it but it was played out yeah. into the hall in between the setups <clears> and everything and then uh, yeah and and i've met a number of the gladiators because of working in the studio where they were doing stuff you know but i'll I'll tell you that story when we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> right, so in this is a bit of old news, but I, I thought I'd pick up on this because I think it's quite interesting. Um, scientists have developed a painless and bloodless tattoo that can be self-administered. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Now, before you start panicking that they're going to take our job away, the new tattoos will be primarily used in relation to animal care, but could be extended to humans in future. I don't think anytime soon. It would it would appear that they. It's not it's not an actual tattoo though. No? no, no, no. It would appear that what they've done is they've they've got embedded needles into a sticking plaster of some sort, and you kind of push it on, and it embeds like uh, I guess a tracking chip or something in it nanobots or nanobots like ready for the new world order that's kind of interesting that's from the independent it's a little bit of old news yeah. but it just made me smile um in newer news <laughs> rod stewart 
gets a new Celtic tattoo as the rocker celebrates the old firm's triumph. So this, so in case you're not in the UK and uh, and not in Scotland, the two big big teams in Scotland are Celtic and Rangers. Celtic is. Uh, spelt the same way as you would say Celtic, but it's not pronounced Celtic, it's pronounced Celtic. Uh, for those of you who are not into soccer or football, uh, Celtic are the green ones, Rangers are the blue ones. Uh, and so the Maggie May singer showed his undying love for the Parkhead side as he finished off his tour this weekend. He, so he finished off his tour in Australia, went straight to a tattoo studio and uh, and got um, Glasgow Celtic tattooed around his, um, his Scottish Lion tattoo that he's already got, which I thought was great, you know what I mean? You know, cause Fuck it. Why he, not? he likes you know, his sport you love your as well. Did you know that Rod Stewart's son is a professional ice hockey player? No, didn't know that at all. <laughs> yeah, I watched him play. Yeah, I I, I, I can't remember what team he played for now, but I was like, I went to watch the Cardiff Devils and I was just like sitting here. My mate's like, he's like, that's Rod Stewart's fucking son, but as he says it, he gets a fucking Ouch. knocked out. Ouch. And in a final <laughs> bit of news that's uh, related to tattooing, and this is where we're going to hit one of our first of our topics this week that we want to talk about. Ooh. Do you know what a tramp stamp tattoo is? Yeah, I'm aware of what a tramp yeah. stamp is. Are you from Are you from an era of tattooing? Are you from an era of tattooing where you've done any? Oh yeah, I've done a few. I've done some tramp stamps. Because yeah. I've certainly done a few back in the day. I think that's a mean term, tramp stamp, because I actually like that placement. I think that's a really nice placement for a lower back tattoo for a girl. Um, I, th- I think that it's... That another term um, was slag tag. Yeah, I just think it's really unfair. I didn't like that, 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 that just, That's I, not nice. No, it, I just think it's really wrong because I think it's a really nice placement, if I'm honest. And um, I'd like to, I think they should make a comeback. Somebody did say to me a a few months ago that they were starting to make a comeback. So I thought that was interesting. But it would appear that the, um, the the lady's lower back tattoo is much older than you, than you know. And they've actually found that ancient Egyptian women wore lower back tattoos for childbirth magic. And this is from the, uh, the Independent. Historians believe mothers and surrounding, surrounding midwives may have worn tattoos as part of a goddess cult. So instead of it being a tramp stamp, you can think of it as being a member of a goddess cult. Which I think is a much nicer description for your lower back tattoo. Squad. You know what I mean? A, a, you know, a, a more goddess, female, empowered tattoo. I think that's a much better way of looking at it. Um, And will they, you know, based on that information, if that information got about, would... The would the lower back tattoo for girls make a comeback? In, you know, interestingly, like I, I have done a few recently, a few lower back tattoos, but they have been covering up previous lower back tattoos. Yeah, there you go. So that got me thinking. I'd like to see them make a comeback because I think they're a lovely placement for tattoos, uh, particularly on girls. I've seen them on guys, and I always think they look a bit weird when when I see them on a guy, unless they're part of the lower part of a, a full back. You know yeah, what I, I mean? seen one come up recently. A, a fucking like a bloke had a fucking underboob tattoo. Yeah, it's it, it, I and mean, it just looks wrong. Th- those kind of tattoos right. are specifically for the physiology of the female form, I think, and I think it's just part of that, you know. Um, but the question I asked Chris before we hit record was, what other tattoo styles would you like to see make a comeback? So I'd like to see the this lower back tattoo make a comeback. And by extension, I'd quite like to see some tribal tattoos make a bit more of a comeback. You know, like mm. smaller. I know it's called black work these days and it's successfully reinvented mm. itself and it's co- it's gone out of favour and come back into favour. But, you know, I, th- I think that... 
solid black tattoos were a really interesting part of tattoos history. I still think they're really interesting. I find them, in, I think they're incredibly powerful. I'd like to see some more of those, you know, the kind of swirly tribal mm. kind of ideas and designs that you saw in the mid nineties. I always thought they were really good, but a bit like the lower back tattoo that we, that, that sort of, you know, started off this part of this conversation. You, there was a lot of them that were really badly done. So they, they got known yeah. for being these really badly done tattoos. But actually, when you see them, like if you go back and look at Leo Zulueta's work or something like that, it's phenomenal. And it's it's like 80s, you know, it's beautiful. So do you think, right, because like this is the way I look at it, do you think that tattoos like that necessarily go out of fashion and out of style? Do you think that like the industry phased out that style of tattooing because they just done it so much that artist was just like, oh, I'm not doing tribal anymore. I'm not doing tribal anymore. And then it just people, because because more and more tattooists weren't doing it, people couldn't get it. And then they were looking for something else. And that's when you got fucking lions with crowns and blue no, eyes. Do you, know, do you know what I think happens with, with tattooing is it starts with, you know, some people come up with a new style. Uh, they start doing it and they're the inventors and by definition, the masters of that craft. They're the inventors of that style. And then what happens is that everybody else, it becomes part of the, the canon of modern tattooing. Mm. And then everybody starts having a go at it. I mean, you can you can see this happen with something like Trash Polka, where it, it comes out of the Buena Vista Tattoo Club in Würzburg, Germany. And, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, it takes off and it gets really big. But then you can look at trash polka tattoos that have been done up and down the high street over the last sort of 12 months or two years and they bear no resemblance to that original idea and so then what happens is it slowly falls out of favor because it's like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy if you look at that original new tribal work that came out in about 87 i think is the is the early part of it by the time you get to the mid 90s it's almost unrecognizable as a as a style. I, and I, I think agree. it's, we, we dilute it and pervert it to the point where, you know, oh, this is this full sleeve of, you know, swirly tribal stuff. And then somebody says, oh, I'll just have a tribal scorpion about that big on my arm. And you're like, that's not, it doesn't work then. It, it needs, yeah. some styles that, need scale, you know? Scale, yeah. But then at the same time, I think you've got to look at, look at it from a perspective of, you've got up and coming artists. So say, for example, like when I was first, I'm not going to use fucking junior title. It's that fucking, Phrase that's my head in. Like, I see over there, junior. Oh, someone put up on a fucking Facebook page, right? I'm a senior tattoo artist. I'm like, w- w- since fucking when has there been fucking junior and fucking senior tattooists? Are, are you mid range? What, what do you mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, uh, but, um, but are these terms like, that are being borrowed from hairdressing? I think they're just terms for people, right? To make other people seem like they are more important than others. Because when I worked in, when I started tattooing, right, and I was early on in my career, I was a tattooist. And someone would say, how long have you been tattooing for? Are you the apprentice? I'm like, no, no, no. I've only been tattooing for a few years, but I'm not an apprentice, but I'm, I'm a tattooist. And yeah, like yeah. now you've got studios where it's like, excuse me, don't speak to them. They are the junior artists, whereas I am the senior artist and I'm far more important than they are. Do you mean? It just, it sounds... And I think yeah. it was created to make other people feel like they are more superior than others when it should be based on your work. Because you could have a junior artist that is pumping out much better work than a senior artist. Do you mean... And but that title just makes them fucking think they're better than everyone else. But the point I'm as getting a very at is- good friend of mine once said to me, 
It doesn't matter what you do, Paul. You're just a tattooist, and I, I genuinely believe that you're just a tattooist. You just doodle. You just doodle. Just a doodler. You're just a tattooist, and I'm quite happy with being just a tattooist. It's abs- I'm absolutely fine. The, with the it. point I'm getting at is like when I was early on in my tattoo career. I was doing a lot of tribal. So, like, I was given all the stuff that all the other artists didn't want to do because... So it works. They, they could pick and choose what they wanted because they'd been tattooing there longer and so on. And they obviously, they were more experienced. So I was doing a lot of tribal and a lot of those swirly things. And it did get to a point and I was just like, you know what, I really want to do other stuff. And I I consciously started kind of phasing out and being like, yeah, I'm not really into doing tribal. Or I was charging more to do tribal because I didn't want to do it and things like that. And, and I think like that then changed the kind of people that were coming to me because I, weren't, I wasn't doing tribal. So that's what I mean. It's like, is it that tattoo artists have got to that point where they've had enough of doing one specific style and then they just basically force the industry to kind of go down a different direction. Yeah, and that's it could where be. You get it could be trends. market factors. I, I think what happens is that it starts off that there's a few, only a few people doing the style. And then, like I say, it, it becomes part of something that we can all do. Then everybody starts doing it. And then the style goes over ground. Um, everybody's got a tribal. Every, I mean, everybody of a certain age has got a tribal tattoo. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, but then it falls out of favour and it, it has to reinvent itself. I'll tell you another one that I'd like to see come back because I think it was a really, really important, vibrant style um, that deserves a comeback. Uh, it's fallen out of favour recently, but I do, I, I, it's one of my favourite styles personally because I can't do it at all. So it always looks like magic to me because I, I love it. And that's new school. Yeah. See, you know, you know I, I love New School. I, I love that cartoon style. I, I love how vibrant the colours are. I love the, the line weights, you know, the layouts and everything. I always thought it was such an interesting style. Yeah, like, this is the thing, though. Like, I really like New School, and that that's a style of tattoo that I've always been a massive fan of. I've noticed that over the years, yes, less and less people are doing it, and I don't know if it's because so many people were doing it and not necessarily knowing how to put colour in well. Because there's a lot of, like, there are a lot of tattoos that I've seen done by a lot of artists where, you know, the new school stuff just looks really washed out. The line weight and that is still there, but the colours aren't that good. Like, one person in the UK that I think is possibly the best new school artist in the UK is Matt Lappin. And, like, I saw... Oh, Matt's really good. Right, mate. It's happening. Well, I was in, I think I was buying, like, a new fridge or something in Curry's, right? Other domestic applying stores are available but i was like fucking and i'm getting sued by this guy and i just looked at his arm and i was like and then he started talking i'm like you from up north and he's like yeah it's like did matt lapping do your arm and he's like yeah it's like how long ago did you do that and he's like oh these are fucking like years old and all the fucking color was still banging still solid it wasn't yeah. washed out so i think with new school it's one and the same with like trash poker it's one of those styles where you've really got to know how to get that color in saturate it Yep. So it's still there because I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of pieces done by really talented artists, right? That were massive during the new school boom. Like say, you know, eight, nine years later, their work is not holding up next to the likes of yep. Matt Lappin. And these were like, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to badmouth anybody. Yep. But like, I've seen pieces that when I first saw them, I was like, that's fucking amazing. And then eight years later, I'm like, there's fucking like no colour in your tattoo. There's nothing in it. It's all, and, yeah, and I think yeah. that is because of the technique used. Well, I mean, that's what I'm talking about is that the people 
some people jump on it because it becomes a mm. prevalent style, but they don't have the skill set of the people that kind of invent it. You know, one of my favourite new school artists. I've got a couple of pieces by her, and I've, I've got to get I've got to get them finished actually because I've just been too busy. But uh, is my mate Leah? Oh, she can smash colour. For me, she's the best. Yeah, she's the you know. Like, tell me about it. I know I've been on the receiving end of it a number of times, but. Um, but that colour is still there, and it's really, really but beautiful. But this is the thing: know? it's people knowing. Um, and I, I've actually been thinking about getting the whole right hand side of my chest done, and just saying to her, "Do it completely new school." You know, just just go. Let's go back to the nineties and just do it all like full colour and completely new school. The only, the only thing I'm slightly concerned about is I'm not sure if I'm man enough to uh, to get it done. You know, I might have to get it done in small sections. <laughs> do, you, do you do do you know one thing though? One thing I will say about like the people that do it properly. And I think I, I caught this from a Joe Capobianco kind of, he does some really good fucking rants on, on Instagram, like fucking they're epic. Cause he, he tells you how it is. Like he had some guy on there who was like one of these anime artists. And he just basically fucking told him how it is. Wasn't being disrespectful, but it was just like, you know, he's like, he basically, he's like, you could tell my tattoos are fucking Joe Capobianco tattoo because I draw it. And it's like, and they were they were discussing the, the idea that all the anime artists out there, it's just basically pre-drawn flash. Or they're copying stuff, so it's just flash, like, do you mean? But um, one thing I've noticed is, like, if you look at the likes of Joe Capobianco, Matt Lappin, Liam Mool, right? Yeah. Just using those three as an example, they know how to fucking tattoo, right? Oh, yeah. And that is why, yeah, Matt Lappin still does tribal, he still does black and grey, he does it all, because he's a tattooist. Mm -hmm. Do you mean... I bet Leah does all that shit as well because she's yeah, a yeah. tattooist. And the one thing they've all got in common, right, is that their tattoos are fucking solid. Do you know what I mean? Same with Joe Capo oh, yeah. Bianco. His tattoos are I fucking mean, you've got solid. to be, you, you, you know, to do that style, you've got to really be able to put colour in really efficiently, you know, because the whole thing's packed with colour. There's a, um, I don't know if you'd still get it now, but there's a great Joe Capo Bianco DVD, start to finish on a tattoo. And one of the things that I find absolutely fascinating about what he does is to make his figures, he actually uses photographs that I think he takes himself and some, some that he uses, but, he, but then he draws over the top of the, these photographs. So like he draws his capo girls over the top of an existing photograph and then, you know, so you get the, you know, all the kind of proportions correct. And obviously, you know, new school, the style of new school is to deliberately extend some of the proportions and stuff, it distorts it a little bit. But he does that all just with biros, you know, on tracing paper over the top of, uh, of photographs. If you can find that DVD... I think he's probably it, upgraded to really an iPad now, like... <laughs> Possibly, yeah. He's probably gone digital, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, but, it is but, what it is. But, yeah, it's like, about that, right, that entire thing just gives, I think, a lot more weight to the idea that I've always said where you need to learn to be a tattooist. You need to learn to fucking tattoo before you specialise because, like, all these guys can tattoo. Well, I, I think, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch of times, haven't we, where we've said, like, the it doesn't matter where you're going to end up, you will always need the fundamentals. Like, you've got to... It doesn't matter what you do. You could look at my tattoos that I do now... And you could look at it and go, well, there's no fundamentals in that. And, and like, if you sat down with me and I pulled one of my tattoos apart, you would see that actually my tattoo is my tattoos are nothing but the fundamentals of tattooing. Yeah. There's nothing special going on in them in terms of the actual tattooing. The, the design, the layout, and the placement 
Uh, that's where all the that stuff's happening. But the actual tattoo itself is the same three techniques that everybody else uses. They're just applied really, well, I like to think really professionally. If you ask Derek, maybe not quite so professionally, you know. Oh, fucking people have been ripping into him. Hey, calm down, people, calm down. No, don't. He deserves it. He's picking on me. No, picking defend on me, folks. Picking Thanks very much. I appreciate it. You'll all get a free sticker. <laughs> Welcome to the cult of Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would like to see Celtic work coming, making a comeback, but done properly. Do you know what I mean? Like decent size, not too small, not too intricate, done in a way where it's it's going to look good for a long time. That's what I just because I think like I I I've never used to like it when I when I first got into tattooing. Um, but then as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, I like the simplicity of it. I like the boldness of it if it's done right. And I like the fact that you can, like, you can you can combine. It's just like same with tribal, same with a lot of other things. You can combine it with other imagery to make a really nice flowing ornate piece. So, yeah, that's one thing. Do you know, it'd be quite interesting, though, you know, we're talking about these styles and obviously the current... Um, the current idea in tattooing is to be quite minimalistic and quite fine line. I'd be quite interested to see if any of those styles could be, could they exist in a fine line world? I can't imagine new school working as a fine line tattoo, but possibly it could, you know, like stippled and I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, but see, this is the thing, work, I right. mean, fine line tribal, that, that wouldn't work, right? It could, maybe I think fine line is one of those styles that has a, that's had a resurgence. When I was tattooing, or when I first got into tattooing, fine line tattoos were quite a big thing. You had all the Cherry Creek flash that had all that fine line stuff on there. But like, it, it's got a resurgence now. And the only issue that I have with fine line tattoos is it's a style that not everybody can do because a lot of people, it's, it's very difficult to do it well. It's very difficult. But it's, a, it's also a style that doesn't really have much of a, much longevity to it in regards to how small they do them. Because like, you know, line tattooing, it's the same across everything. Over time, ink migrates, lines thicken up. So like from my experience of doing the fine line tattoos, you know, well over a decade ago, like nearly two decades ago, it's, I'm looking at pieces that I done back then and going, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Some of them still look okay. Some of them, depending on the person, the lines are spread out a lot more. Um, and that's why, like, when I see stuff that's just done for the gram. But do you not think also that you, the thing that you have to factor into that is that in the last decade, that our needles have got better, our machines have got a lot straighter and a lot more accurate, and our ink has got better. Yeah, yeah. And so those, I think tattoos, a fine line tattoo done today has got a better chance than a fine line tattoo done 10 years ago because the equipment's got so much better. I will, I will, yeah, you know I will I mean? say this, that's a yes and a no. Yeah, it's probably going to have a little bit of a longevity, um, but it's still always going to be down to the person that's doing it. The ink technology hasn't really changed that much over the last 20 years. It's still the same kind of ink. Um, needles, they're still the same. They might be a bit sharper. You're probably not having needles that are made by, you know, Dave who makes them himself. So they're going to be a little bit better quality, but the fundamentals are still going to be the same. 
you're you're gonna age your skin's gonna lose its elasticity and the ink's gonna migrate over time and therefore i oh, know i mean that's just that that's that's yeah. just the inconvenient truth of our art form so, but, or but, our craft depending on which way you want to look at it yeah know? so i i i can foresee that in the next 10 years there's going to be a large amount of people with fine line tattoos that aren't done correctly needing cover-ups like I'll have to send you some pictures. We can cover it with tribal. Yeah, cover it with tribal. But not like <laughs> even now. Cover it tribal. I've seen pictures right of a few of these like fine line tattoos. There's one of like some woman at a cathedral or something on her hand, really fine line, and like not that long afterwards, it just looks like a black blob on her hand, because like the art. Yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't. You know, fine line tattoos on hands are always going to be fucking difficult. I mean, that's that's a big... Oh, no, it looked moment. wicked. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough part of the body to It tattoo. looked yeah. mint when it was you done, know. right? It looked mint when it was done, but it's how it's aged. It's like we're saying, the way tattoos age, it, you're going to get that. Like, some people, like your daughter, she's got them bang on. She has them the right... The, the, the line weight is right. The, sp the, the way they're spaced out, it's, it's all bang on. Like, But you might have somebody do similar piece to what she's done, and all the lines are too close together, and you just know that, like, it's just not going to work in a couple of years. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, that's that, that's taken, you know, a, a, it's taken her a few years of backwards and forwards and adjusting, adjusting needles, adjusting inks, and asking questions, you know, of the old man and all that sort of stuff, like, what do you reckon, what do you reckon? You know, I think with hand tattoos, you know, a five-year-old hand tattoo will look like a 10-year-old tattoo anywhere else on your body. Because that's just the nature of how your hands change. Because there's so much regeneration going on in the hands. It's, it's just a, a truth. That's why I like to keep hand tattoos really yeah, simple. Simple, to nice and simple. Because they hold nice then. You know, nice, nice, simple tattoos. Plenty of black in them. Plenty of good yeah. solid lines. Not too heavy because they're going to spread a little. Do you, fine, you know I say I mean? the only thing that does my nut in about the fine line tattoo kind of renaissance. I'm going to call it the fine line renaissance that we're in at the minute is... It's because there's so many celebrities having them and there's so many people out there that are just literally doing it for the gram. I'm having, I'm not saying, they're not doing it for gram of anything specific. They're doing it for the gram, for Instagram, lol. Um, the they Instagram. might do it for gram, who knows? I, whatever you can do for Bitcoin if you want. I, I don't judge anyone. But um, <laughs> You set, set your prices. prices. But uh, <laughs> one, th one thing I find really annoying is like I get sent pictures of tattoos that somebody's done and they may not have the same amount of experience as I've got. And they've done these super, super fine line tattoos. The lines are so close together. And then I'm having to spend fucking ages sitting down with somebody and go, right, this is why that is not going to work as a tattoo. And then I got to basically pick that tattoo apart and go like, you know, and it just does my head in after a while. It's like, you know, you're constantly having to, explain to people and educate people as to why I'm, I'm not I'm not going to not do it because I don't want to do it I'm just saying what you want is not possible do you know what I mean it's like it's like having trying to fit two people on a singular drum stool it's not possible I I don't think it's you know it's not that it's not possible it's the what nobody wants to accept with some stuff is that it's a limitation of the medium. The, the medium of tattooing has limitations. So in the same way that lines that are too close together, run, you can run a big risk of them like blurring yeah. into one thing. I see like um, one, of the, one of the styles that is much maligned when it first came out was, uh, was uh, colour realism. And you see loads of awesome colour realism pieces. And then you'll watch somebody putting, you know, a tattoo together using nothing but pale skin tones. 
and like Georgia yeah. peach or something like that. And there's nothing to hold that tattoo yeah. together. And then sure enough, you look at it six months later and it's fallen apart. It's lost all of its integrity. Whereas the colour realists that I know that do it really well, 60% of the tattoo is black ink. You know, you see them before they're done and it's like, it just, like, it, it, it's just a, a black tattoo. With colour. Uh, with black and grey underpainting. And then they put the colours over the top. And those are the tattoos that really, uh, that really hold. And it always, it comes down to two things. Like we were saying, you've, you've got to accept the fundamentals of the art form. Tattooing is a high contrast medium. It's as simple as that. Right, so you've got to look at it as a high contrast art form. That's why a tribal will always work because black to skin is the highest contrast you'll yeah. get. Right? You've got to maintain high contrast in what you're doing. You have to re maintain contrast of texture, contrast of colour, and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But you also, in any tattoo style, before you attempt it, you need to have all of your fundamentals yeah. in place. So if you've got all of your fundamental skills, like if you can't pull a line with a nine-liner, then you ain't pulling it with a three oh, or yeah, a one. Yeah, totally agree. You ain't, not a fucking chance. Like, if you, you've got to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, but this is mean? the thing. You know, we're like fundamentals, right? Like, there's, there's somebody, again, I don't know who this person is, right, but I've seen their videos. There's somebody on Instagram, right, that is doing... Cover-ups, and I'm fucking doing that because they are far from cover-ups. But they are taking fine line tattoos that have all blown out because they've aged, and what they're doing is they're relining them and then colouring around them with skin tone. Yeah. And I'm just looking at it going, what the fuck is that even? It's like, that's not going to work. That That's somebody that doesn't understand the fundamentals, doing something for Instagram, and then not explaining to people that, Soon as this tattoo heals, you're gonna see where the ink is spread underneath the skin through the fucking skin tone. I would argue that slightly. Now I agree with you about the skin tone. I don't believe that tattooing skin tone over black ink is gonna hold. Certainly not in one pass. You might have to build that up a few times. But you think about when we started tattooing, they would have told you there's no colour under any circumstances will go over black. Right? You can't tattoo over black. Now I know for a fact that white will definitely go over black. It won't go over Any in one colour, pass. Yeah, it won't go over in one pass. But colours. weirdly, red will hold over black better than white does, which I was really surprised about, you know, because red is a, is a really transparent colour. It's very... It, red is traditionally... Everybody... When, you, when you're learning to do cover-ups, everybody says, don't use red. Don't, don't... You know, use blue in a cover-up and all that sort of stuff. And blue is better. But red actually holds really well over solid black. You, not the not in the first fucking pass. Like, you know, you have to hit it a few times to build up the redness in there. Yeah, but like all you're doing we'll there is the you're just depositing, you're, you're just depositing, you know, pigment on top of pigment. So it yeah. will, it will like, again, that's, you know, that's actually another little bit of a renaissance we're going through right now is where a lot of the newer artists are, are discovering that you can do full colour tattoos over black work. Yeah. But then they're kind of putting them up and putting the videos up as they're fresh. But then they haven't, I suppose, got the experience where they don't realise what it's going to look like in seven months' time. Yeah, I mean... Do you mean? You know, cover-ups... Really I, I personally think cover-ups, done properly, cover-ups are an art form in themselves. I genuinely believe that. Like a cover-up artist, that's like a specialist thing. You know, somebody that can take 
you know, I mean, I've got a really good mate, Mark Paul, who's phenomenal at this sort of stuff. I don't, you know, he's a great skill set with it. But he'll, he'll, he'll cover tribals with full colour tattoos, you know, and he's got a particular palette that he uses for it and he's very, very good at it. And I've seen those things healed in real life and they, they look phenomenal, you know. It's partly... Because he's terrible at taking photographs of his tattoos, it's, <clears throat> it actually does him a favour because um, he, he can't do anything for the gram because he can't take a picture to save his life. You know yeah. what I mean? So but, like, his photos actually look... Um, I, don't, I don't think he'd even know what a filter was, if I'm absolutely honest with you. So he just takes the pictures um, and posts them. And actually, when yeah. you see them in life, they're actually really good. Occasionally, you know, you, you see the odd one that needs an, an extra touch-up and all that sort of... It depends. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time with cover-ups, it depends. If the tattoo underneath was done really professionally, it's actually hard, much, much harder to cover up, you know. But I, I think it's a skill in itself. I think it's amazing. And, but it's that also that ability to see a picture over the top of another picture. And that that's really, it's all about really, disguise, really, really awkward. Like, I, mean, like, I do a lot of cover-ups and it's all about disguising what's there. And that's another thing that like, I think a lot of people don't do is I've seen a lot of people that do cover-ups, but they're not cover-ups. They just blast over us. Because I'm looking at it going like, you're advertising that as a cover-up, yet I can see the entire title through. And I think we've had this discussion in the past. Like, unless you've got... Uh, or unless you've unless you've explained to your client that certain elements may show through, you need to kind of like not call it a cover up and say it's a blast over. But that's just me being super anal on the topic. Like, yeah, pedantic, you know that is. But it's it's semantics, isn't it? It's a terminology. Yeah, I get it. Like a cover up should be a cover up. Blast over is a blast over. My my uh, right arm is a blast over. Because we never in, we never had any intention. But of that's covering. been done intentionally. Yeah, it was done intentionally to like just let the the existing tattoo show through underneath. I don't think that's a big deal. But no, I think that's a you know a very specialist skill. Whenever people ask me about cover ups, I go as long as you're happy with a black box drawn drawn over the top of your tattoo and just filled in black, and then I'll do a tattoo around <laughs> it. Then other than that, I ain't getting involved. You know what I mean? And and to, and but to be fair, in the style of what I do, within my kind of collage style. A black box looks really good sometimes. Just like I've well, done it, it works, a few times, it? it works really well, you know, because it 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 can, it can work really good. And you know, that's me having you know having to work something out within the style that I work in and go, well, I can offer this, or alternatively, get it lasered, or go to see any one of my mates that's brilliant at cover ups, but you won't end up with one of these tattoos. There's too much, you know. I I'm the style that I do. There's it's like fifty fifty at best, ink to skin, you know, which is. You know, there's there's a lot of open areas of skin that allow the tattoos to breathe, and that's that presents a problem of its own. So I solved the problem for myself. You know, big square. Just over say the top no, of it. kids. Just, well, just say no. <laughs> you know, don't make bad choices in the first place. <clears throat> yeah, and that's it. We did intend to talk about something else, but I think we're going to be over time if we get into that. So I think what we'll do for this week is we'll leave it there. Um, oh, I want to know we'll, what we'll talk about now. Well, no, because then if we don't talk about it next week, if we decide to do something, we could do that, but then we we are then like locked into having to talk about what we were going to talk about next week. Oh, well, tell me what you want to talk about, and then I'll, I'll tell you if I'm interested. Okay, so coming up next week... And that's coming up on the show next week. Oh, 
that one. Yeah, we'll be talking about that then. And so with that, guys, thank you very much for joining us on this uh, Sunday morning. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already. It does help out the channel. Think of it like buying us a coffee or a beer if you run into us at a convention. It does us a favour, helps us, you know, uh, game the uh, the old YouTube or algorithm. Or a ham sandwich. Yeah, or a ham sandwich to add to Chris's collection. Uh, we hope this has been a little bit informative. It's mostly been us just waffling, but that the is what we do brothers. every week. Don't forget, if you don't want to watch us, because let's be honest, we have got the faces for radio, you can listen to us on Spotify as an audio podcast. I'm handsome as fuck, I am. <laughs> oh, it's official. Chris is Who's, um... <laughs> Who's the most handsome out of the two of us? Answer down below. It's just down there. Is it me or is it him? It's obviously going to be neither of us. <laughs> I never claim to be handsome. handsome. I don't even say it, let alone be it. And with that, this has been That Tattoo Show. I've been Paul. And I've been Handsome Chris. <laughs> tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest, tell all them handsome people. I can't even say handsome. I can't do it. It's, it's, and that's been this tattoo show, or that's been this or that that's, tattoo show. This has it's, been yeah. that tattoo show. We're slowly losing this. This is unraveling as we go this along. I'm going to leave it there. Of Thanks dementia. for joining us. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.